0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. (laughs) <laughs> uh, never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school. Hello, world. Welcome to the Orange is the New Black podcast. I'm your host, Ace Boogie. I'm flying solo tonight. My man, Zim Hude, is out finishing up his fantasy football draft. Definitely some important stuff, but let's get into it. Obviously, we're talking about, and we're here to talk about, the Cincinnati Bengals losing to the Miami Dolphins. Now, there's a lot of things coming out of this game. Um, Primarily, everybody already wants to talk about Jamar Chase and his struggles with the drops because, obviously, he had another drop tonight uh, primarily from Joe Burrow, right? So a lot of people were excited for this game. Uh, The Bengals ended up losing 29-26. But the big story is about Jamar Chase, and that was the big story coming out of the last Previous game, and me and Zim talked about it, and we didn't think that it would be an issue, but it seems to continue in this game. And that is somewhat troubling because we did expect him to bounce back. Obviously, he had a great week of practice. Chase showed no signs of repeating the drop issues. And on Joe Burrow's first drive, we only got to see him tonight for three plays, but the first one was an end around to Tyler Boyd for a gain of two yards. The second one is the screen pass to Chase. And it seems that the ball just like hits him completely in the chest, and you expect him to make that play, um, and then it pretty much deflates the drive. And it was very concerning for most of us because obviously he had the three drops last week. We thought that it was you know possibly him getting some rust off. We we really tried to give him the benefit of the doubt, and we expected for him to come out, put that stuff to bed. And obviously with him making that drop. It was probably the biggest storyline outside of this game, which honestly probably isn't really fair. Um, I think the biggest storyline going into the game was obviously Joe Burrow playing in this game, but for him to play three plays – That kind of took away from it and it kind of deflated um, that kind of momentum that they had. Now, I will say they did show Chase on the sideline, at least from the camera angles and things of that nature. And he seemed to be doing okay mentally. He didn't have his head down or anything like that. But obviously, this is going to be a storyline that continues up until Chase is able to um, make those plays during the regular season. And hopefully it doesn't follow him into the regular season, but we'll see how that shakes out. But obviously a lot of people are talking about that. I've even seen some people say they think that he's afraid to get hit. I don't think that that is, uh, I'm hoping that that's not the case. I mean, he did play in the SEC. He was a tough guy, but obviously that is concerning. If you play in the AFC North, you're going to get hit, Uh, but we'll have to see. Uh, Hopefully he can get those things together, start to build on these practices, and hopefully once we have the debut in this season, he should be fine. Now, the thing is, in the event that he doesn't catch on, I think Zim has kind of hit on this as well. Obviously, we could pivot to Odin Tate until he gets more comfortable within the offense, but I think he's just having to knock off that rust and get used to the moment, and hopefully this won't be a concerning thing going forward, but we definitely are making note of it now. Um, and hoping that it doesn't continue to happen. But outside of that, um, there was a lot to take away from this game. I think one of the biggest things that I took away is a lot of the battles on this roster were really up for grabs and really on display in this game. I mean, when you talk about the edge rush position, we got to see my man Khalid Kareem bounce back and come into this game. Um, Now, from what I've heard, Zim just texted me before this game, this is Take this with a grain of salt because I believe it was someone who was at the game. Uh, they are saying it, potentially he may have uh, injured himself in this game, Khalid Kareem. Um, so we'll have to stay tuned for that. And that would be a big blow for the Bengals. If 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 this is true, it would be a huge blow, obviously, because they just lost Joseph Asai. They are thin. They just signed Noah Spence. Uh, but Kareem, in the time that he did play, was wreaking havoc and did have a sack. Uh, So that was one of the things that stood out. Obviously, they brought in Noah Spence. He had a ton of pressures. I don't think that he actually made it home for a sack. At least that's what the stats say right now. Uh, But I think Noah Spence was also impressive as well. And then obviously, our man Darius Hodge, that me and Zim talked about on our last show uh, definitely made his presence felt. And then you also had Cam Sample, who was also moving around there and had a sack as well. So those were things that were positive, as well as our man, Chris Evans. That was another spot, the running back position. That was another one where there's been a lot of competition at that spot. And obviously, you got a guy like Chris Evans who was able to do. You guys heard me and Zim call him Reggie Bush. And one of the reasons that we made the comparison really are for some of his receiving skills that he's able to do out of the backfield and some of the routes that he's able to run as a receiver. And he was able to display that. He ended up catching a touchdown touchdown. Um, ended up elevating himself. It seems that he will do just fine in the G.O. role. We did see a little bit of P rhyme for a bit. Didn't really impress me, honestly. One of my hot takes was going to be that I think that Jacquez Patrick. Honestly, and maybe even Travion deserved more of a shot, but with them already extending some Ajp Ronders, there's not really much of a competition there, but there was a competition on display for the end of that running back roster. Obviously, Chris Evans is going to make it with him being a draft pick, but I think that you also saw Jaques Patrick have a great game tonight, um, had two catches for 18 yards, and then also... Um, had a rushing touchdown, 10 carries for 43 yards, Uh, 4.3 yards per carry. You also had Travion Williams have nine carries for 44 yards as well. Um, So those guys look pretty good outside of that. You look at the receiving position, you also saw some competition there. Uh, My man, Irwin, definitely, Trenton Irwin did his thing, two catches for 39 yards. You also saw some catches from Trent Taylor. He kind of had a he channeled his Brandon Stokely a little bit with that three for 59 yards. And then you also had Thaddeus Moss do some things to separate himself on the roster at the tight end position, five catches for 44 yards. Mike Thomas had two catches for 40 yards. So you saw a lot of guys, um, Scotty Washington, another one. You saw a lot of guys really stand up and take full advantage of this opportunity. And I think that it is one of the most competitive Uh, rosters that the Bengals have fielded in quite some time, honestly. Like I want to say after the 2015 season, there was a point in time where in a Marvin Lewis era, I personally felt like they had rosters that were extremely deep to the point where I would even make wagers um, in the offseason on the Bengals because they were just that deep. Now, I'm not saying that they are tremendously deep, but I think at this point where you're starting to see you have to make cuts and hard decisions between guys that are playing on the third units. I mean, I think that that states that the roster is pretty deep, especially when you look at the safety position. You also had uh, Henderson out there making some plays. You talk about the corner position. Obviously, that's taking some hits. So the corner, not as much. That was one of the one things in this game where I saw that the Miami quarterback, the kid threw for 340 yards. There were definitely some issues there, but they did use Darius Phillips on the outside. Now, don't get him confused with Antonio Phillips. Darius Phillips did play on the outside for the majority of this game. So it seems that that's how they're going to try to get past the uh, Trey Wayne situation. I think that's essentially how they'll do that. Uh, but um, the safety position is deep. I think that the uh, tight end position is definitely deep. There's several different positions that you could look at and say defensive line uh, where they've got guys that are possibly starter quality that will still be playing. Even, even the kicking position, if you consider an Austin Cyber a good kicker. I personally don't, but um, he is at least a, I guess, starting quality or a pinch kicker kind of quality kind of guy. And then you also saw Evan McPherson with the 57-yard field goal. He's got a boot. Um, so special teams look pretty good. Brandon Wilson, I believe, also had an injury. Uh, but they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do with these corners because they just did not look good. Just to be honest with you at the end, number 29, somebody in here is saying that number 29, 39, and other people need to get cut ASAP. Um, So I think personally, that is one of the weaknesses they'll have to look in. And like me and Zim said, um, they'll have to look at free agency or who gets cut um, to probably bring in another corner uh, but outside of that i was really impressed with some of the things that they did especially the second offensive unit and then the trenches we talked about the trenches a lot i think that the offensive line once again had another great showing i mean they've done that this entire uh preseason which has been the biggest thing right so you can have people talk about chase and you guys know that i was team Sewell i'm officially team chase now once he was drafted to the team you have to be team chase, right? But I see a lot of people saying, you know, we should have drafted Panay Sewell and this and that. And you can tell people really aren't watching what's going on in the preseason because Panay Sewell has struggled. He's given up three sacks, I believe, in three games. I might be wrong at that number, but I think he at least has given up three sacks. And I think if I'm not mistaken, pro football focus said that Panay was the lowest scoring lion um, according to them. I think he had a grade of 35 or something like that. So I get it, right? You're mad that the Bengals didn't pick Chase. Uh, I mean, didn't didn't pick Panay, I'm sorry. But you know, using Panay is not the right scenario to go about it because he struggled and looked, if not worse than Chase. Um, so obviously Chase has things to work on and we can work with that. But the main thing that people are ignoring with that argument, and when I made the argument, for Team Sewell, it was because of my lack of concern or or my concern with the offensive line. Not the lack of concern, but my actual concern with the offensive line. And obviously, in the preseason, this offensive line has looked good. I mean, let's just keep it a buck. Like, yes, it's preseason, but people aren't even allowed to breathe on Joe Burrow. Brandon Allen and Kyle Shermer. And those are things that are really looking uh, notable in the preseason. You also had Jackson Carmen get some time in there. You also had Michael Jordan get some time. So Deontay Smith also was out there. He did have a play where I believe he may have rolled an ankle or something like that, but they claimed that he was fine. You were able to see that this Bengals offensive line is going to be ready to go. And so obviously... The chase, the chase play was disappointing and things of that nature. But you got to take away some of the positives. You talk about the trenches. You look at the defense early on, the pass rushes there. Those were the two weaknesses that a lot of people uh, were looking at, including myself, before we came into the season. So Frank Pollock has done a great job with that. Uh, we'll have to see how Joe Burrow plays week one. And the other thing is, you still have other receivers to surround him with. If Jamar Chase isn't up to speed by week one, you still have Tyler Boyd. You still have T. Higgins. So he's going to get enough time to try to get it together. And if he doesn't, you still have Auden Tate waiting in the wings. And that is what makes this team so good and so loaded is because they have all those options. And that's why you have an Auden Tate, because you can always pivot to him. Uh, But we'll have to see who makes this roster, how things shake out. I personally think Some guys that really did some things tonight to really help their chances of making this roster. I'd probably say Thad Moss, Thaddeus Moss, obviously. Uh, Mitchell Wilcox did have a catch, but I think Moss, with him getting more catches, may have outdone him. Um, I don't think Mason Shrek did anything to really deserve a roster spot. Uh, And then you talk about the defense, Darius Hodge. We've been talking about it for a while. I think he did something tonight. I think Noah Spence did enough to make sure that he stays on the roster, especially if potentially Khalid Kareem is hurt. I don't know. That's alleged. We'll have to see how that plays out. Um, but obviously, Kareem definitely made some waves for himself as well. And then you also look at some of the other people, Jacquez Patrick. I think he did enough to make that fourth roster spot. That's just my thought personally. Uh, but I think he did enough. You know, three three solid showings. I think he deserves a spot. And then you also talk about uh, Irwin. I think Erwin may have done enough to, to uh, possibly make this roster. We'll have to see how it shakes out, but he did have some important catches and we'll have to see where that goes. But those guys I think did enough guys that I'm still not sure about. You know, I was big on the Jalen Davis thing. I didn't notice him much tonight. I don't know if it's that he didn't play as much or what it was, um, but uh, would like to see what he could do. But there's some other guys that probably could have done some more to make more of a case, but Overall, I was actually intrigued and impressed and entertained by this game because not only did you have guys playing well in some instances, but these were guys that are fighting for roster spots. And it's, it's kind of hard to tell which guys are going to make it when you're looking at Scotty Washington, when you're looking at some of these guys that are just really on the bubble where you're like, I'm not sure that they're going to make it. Travion Williams has a great game. So I think that that's one of the things that I actually took away from this. Um, but we'll have to see. Uh, and Stanley Morgan was another guy that had something to prove. But I think outside of that, we kind of know where the Bengals will be headed. We'll have to see which guys get claimed possibly on waivers, Where, which, which direction they're going to really go in. Um, the Dolphins quarterback, somebody said that he bought out. He definitely bought out against our defense. That was the kind of scary part of allowing this kid to throw for 340 yards. It was kind of, was kind of crazy. Uh, but um, You know, the Bengals end up losing this one. Some people were upset that they didn't try to go for the tie with McPherson for a long field goal. Zach said he was going for the W. So I'm not mad at him for that. Honestly, this is a game that doesn't really matter and you want to get out of there with your guys being as healthy as possible. And that's the whole point. You don't want to end up in a situation like a Baltimore where you end up losing a key player like a J.K. Dobbins or, or something like that. But Joey B is going to be ready to go. I think Chase is going to be ready to go. Um, we'll be back later in the week with my co-host, IMA's Boogie. Obviously, this is sponsored by the great folks at Midwest Best Barbecue. If you do have any companies in Cincinnati, we would love to work with you. We would love to put you guys on. Uh, We love working with Midwest Best Barbecue. We love working with Bad Boy. We, We work with a bunch of different sponsors and we've had some people reach out to us. So don't hesitate to do that. But you can follow me. On Twitter at New Stripe City. Be sure to follow Zim at Zim Hude on Twitter. You can also fi- follow him on Instagram at Zim underscore Who You can follow me on Instagram at New Stripe City. This has been the Oranges New Black Podcast. And, of course, I'll end it with a yes, Serski. Hello, world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, had has a no little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in in, in high school